It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. You know, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. Just hit that uh, Listen Now button up in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, before we get started today, you know, I want to send out a special thank you to my sponsors and supporters. And first of all, first and foremost, there's that New Jersey Golf Foundation and all they do to grow the game. Summit Golf Brands. F.H. Wadworth, Wadsworth, Troon Prevay, and of course, Springdale Golf Club, who sends me over here to talk about all the cool things that are going on in golf, pop culture world, and uh, what's going on at the club. And w- with that in mind, you know, we have a really cool show planned today, and uh, I- I'm excited about our guest today. So excited that I think she deserves one of our famous SG Live introductions. There's a She's a high school state champion, Wake Forest golf team alumni, and now Metropolitan Junior Golf leader. One minute in her infectious presence and you're engaged. I'd like to welcome to the show a coach, a mentor, and an industry ambassador with a truly fresh perspective. Katie Rudolph, COO of the First Tee of Metropolitan New York, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. Song of the Week, Adele, Rolling in the Deep. And uh, hey, Katie, how are you today? Thanks for the Adele, and thanks for the warm welcome. Well, I tell you, you know, just doing my research for the show this week, you are one interesting golf personality, and I can't wait to talk to you about all that you're up to with the first tee of Metropolitan New York and what's going on in golf right now. You know, Springdale Golf Live is a big pop culture of golf theme related show. And uh, you know what? I think you are the perfect guest for this afternoon's Friday show. So let's get into it. Um, Tell me what's going on at the first tee of Metropolitan New York. Um, You know, where you guys located, you know, what's been happening for 2019. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. This is so fun. So the first tee of Metropolitan New York is uh, this, this great junior golf program. And we try to teach life skills to kids. Uh, kind of anywhere and everywhere in the metropolitan area. So the the idea behind the first tee is that we're kind of looking for that kid that otherwise wouldn't have access to the game, and we provide access in, in every way from um, instruction to equipment to course access to all the etiquette to basically everything that comes with, with golf, we, we provide it. And we have four locations. We're up in the Bronx at the Moshalu Golf Course. We're out actually in a kind of a hot spot right now, Eisenhower Park out in Long Island um, near Bethpage. I I run the Newark location at Week Wake Park in Essex County, and then we're also down at Plainfield Country Club. So we have four locations. Wow, you guys are keeping busy up there. That's pretty cool. Um, we are a busy crew, yeah. I, I bet, I bet. Um, so, I mean, you are a huge success um, and one of the driving forces behind all that's going on up there. How, you know, take us kind of, take my listeners through kind of your career path and how you ended up in this position as the COO of the First Tee. Yeah, I've had a pretty cool and a really fun um, just a time in the golf industry, I guess. I I started out right out of college. I went to Pinehurst, um, worked there for a little while. I had I got really lucky and got to go work for Gary Stevenson and uh, Sarah Hirschland. I definitely know those names in the golf industry uh, at On Sport. And 
So I got to see it from like the agency side. I got to see it from professional golf side, which anytime you're inside the ropes, it's, it's a unique um, perspective on the golf industry for sure. And then uh, I dabbled for a hot minute uh, with college golf and um, um, college coaching. And I've been here at the first tee in the nonprofit world now for the past eight years. Well, I tell you, you guys are doing a tremendous job up there. I mean, just, you know, Googling what all you're up to is, it, you know, it just provides pages and pages of, of positive energy that you're putting into the junior golf world here in the metropolitan area. So many kudos to all that you and your team up there are accomplishing, especially at Weequaic Park there. And yeah, you, thank you. You know, one of the things that um, got us together here today on the radio is that I'm going to attend an event next Thursday night at Liberty National and, you know, kind of give me an idea about what you all are planning to celebrate next week there up at Liberty and um, you know what's going on with the event I think my listeners well, would, would think it was pretty cool yeah this is a, uh, next Thursday May 9th we're having an event at Liberty National and the fireman family in Liberty National has been longtime supporters of the first tee and so we're just we're always just so pumped every time we get to go over there and what we're doing is we're raising money for a program that we run within our within the first tee called Path to College. And what we noticed about 10 years ago was that we were making all these little golfers and we were super happy and proud of ourselves and patting ourselves on the back, right? And what what we recognized was while we were making these little golfers, academically, they weren't quite where they needed to be to be on a path to go, get to college. So we opened up this whole other side of our program called the Path to College, and now we raise money for it so that the kids can get tutoring, they can get SAT tutoring, they can get help with filling out their Common App and their FAFSA, all things that you definitely don't want me to help your kid with. But So we've hired outside um, uh, help to, to do that. So that's what we're doing over at Liberty National. We're going to uh, invite about three or 400 of our closest friends, and we're going to see if we can just have the best night ever. Well, I think it's going to be a great night, and I think one of the reasons it's it's truly going to be one of those engaging events is that because you plan to honor a longtime supporter of the First Tee. Can you tell me a little bit about who you're celebrating on Thursday night? Yeah. It, if anybody knows Barry Hyde, you, you only had to know him for about seven seconds before you decide not only do you like him, but he's a great guy. He's He is kind of – Barry Hyde has such a such a hand in the industry – and he's been a friend of the first tees now. Um, actually, he was there in 1997 when it all started. So he's been there longer than any of us. And um, what Barry has done for us locally, because he's been involved both locally and nationally, is he brought, back when he was at MasterCard, he brought MasterCard over to the first tee as a big primary sponsor of our organization. And that really put us on the map and, and let people know that, this is an organization that seems like it's going to be here to stay for quite a while. Well, there's no doubt that he's somebody worth celebrating. And to hear that he's been involved for over 20 years with your organization truly shows his dedication and, and all his work he does behind the scenes in order to make the game great. So uh, I can't wait to go over there and, and spend some time with him and say congratulations for all that he's, he's done. A fun, he's such a fun guy. I, I was we're. we're we're really planning the event and getting down to the details. And I just saw an invoice go by for a manatee ice sculpture. 
So we're planning to go all out for him, and, and he deserves every single bit of it. Well, I hope we didn't ruin any surprises, because I'm sure he, he he's listening right now. Um, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Barry. Knowing that, knowing, <laughs> knowing that you and I are talking, he, he's probably listening in to figure out what everyone's scheming behind his back. Um, yeah. can, can folks still attend this, or is there a way that they can support this event um, if, the, yeah, uh, if the guest list is full? Definitely. Can, yeah, can definitely. Tell us how. Um, so... The best, the easiest way would be to go to our website, which is thefirsttmetny.org, and through there you can find a link to get to this event at Liberty National. So there's, if you click on Young Benefactors, and the Young Benefactors are ultimately hosting this event, you can find the invitation right there on our website. And if you can't find it, just call one of us. Our numbers are all over our website as well, and we're happy to set you up there too. Um, Another way that is a fun thing we have going too is we're we're going to borrow the uh, Essex County um, Police Department's helicopter and we're going to do a helicopter drop. So oh. if you want to do, we're going to sell a thousand tickets um, for a hundred dollars each, and that opportunity is on our website as well. So we we always try to be creative when we do some fundraising. Well, you know what, folks? It's one of those great Friday afternoons here on Springdale Golf Live, and we're talking to Katie Rudolph. She's the COO of the First Tee of Metropolitan New York. She's a PGA professional, an LPGA professional. She's leading the First Tee over there. Four different sites she talked about already. But one of those sites is right near Beth Page, and they have a little golf event coming up in about, oh, two weeks. From today, we'll be in the middle of the second round of the PGA Championship. Um, what do you all plan to do? Are you going to bring some kids over to watch the event? Um, how does the first tee uh, plan to interact or engage with the PGA Championship? So we're going to probably load up some buses and just take the kids right on out there so that they can get up up close and personal and see these guys play right in their own backyard. Um, last week, I had a, this really cool opportunity where we got to have the Wanamaker Trophy um, at Week Wake. And so that was an opportunity that we had, too, and that was really cool to, to be up close and personal with that thing a monster. Well, I tell you, you got a lot going on at Weequake, and, and I'm glad you brought up that site in particular, because I want to segue over to, you know, the first T has been a Vanguard group for 30 years now, or how, however long it's been. I mean, it's been a long time, and you're always finding unique ways to connect with the next generation of golfers. Uh, I, I think you have 500 students up there, um, 90% of them are minorities, 50% are female. I mean, you, you're including everyone. You've gotten everyone behind the game. I mean, you guys are growing it at an exponential rate, and you're doing a fantastic job. I'm a PGA professional. I know you are one, too. But what secrets can you share with me, you know, outside the walls up there? Um, and let me know, you know. So down here in the Princeton region, I could I could use some of your best practices as well. What's going on up there? Tell me about it. You know, I, I don't know if it's a secret necessarily, but I think something for those of us that are PGA and LPGA golf professionals, right, we have such a cool job in that we aren't the dentist or we aren't the lawyer, right? So people are typically coming to see us because they actually want to. And and that's true generally when adults come and see us because they're the ones in charge of their dispensable income, right? And they're booking lessons with us. On the flip side, when a kid comes to see us, the fact is it's probably not his or her choice. And especially that very first time or first couple of times, and what we need to remember as pros is we can tell them all 
everything we possibly know, but unless it's fun and unless that kid gets in the car and says, that was fun, I want to go back, we, we're not going to get anywhere. And, and the truth is that kids between the ages of like 4 and 10, we have this really special window of time because between the ages of 4 and 10, kids don't really know that they're um, quote-unquote bad. They're, they're terrible. They're out there hacking away and with a big smile on their face. So we have this special window of time for those years to really, really make them a golfer. If you can make that kid love golf, by the time he or she's 10, you've just made a golfer for life. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but, you know, one of my self-professed titles down here at the club at Springdale in Princeton is that um, my title at work is the director of fun. So at some point, point I got to come up there and, you know, I got to try to at least figure out what your fun is and see how my fun relates and and see if see if we can create some fun for the kids together. You know, one of the cool things about this show is that I I constantly like I don't want to talk about the flag stick being in or out. I want to talk about the pop culture of golf when you're with the kids all the time, like you are on a daily basis. What are the kids talking about right now that are like current event stories in golf that in 2019 or something fun that my listeners maybe because you know they're a little bit older or they're a little bit more set in the golf channel ways they don't really hear these types of stories give me one good pop culture golf story that you're hearing from the kids these days man there's a lot going on right now i mean i don't even know where to start but picture i mean had somebody given me a crystal ball back three or four or five years ago when we were all kind of talking about golf being on life support and had I looked into that thing and I would have seen women walking the fairways down at Augusta uh, PGA Junior League absolutely taking over junior golf um, Tiger winning for the 15th time right I, yeah putting with the flagstick in if I would top golf um, I mean I would have told you to take your crystal ball back and keep your receipt because it must be broken so there's so much going on right now and I don't know how we got here. It's it's just awesome. I think the coolest thing going on right now probably had to be that the the women at Augusta. Yeah, that was a great story. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit later in the second segment, because um, you are a fellow alum of the famous uh, Jen Cupcho, who won that event. I am. And I'm sure you got some insights there. But before we get to all of that, what we're going to do is I think we're going to run to a break here. Folks, uh, hold on the line there, Katie. We'll be right back. Okay. It's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Take a break the turn. We'll be back after this. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. 
Springdale Golf Club members have been enjoying a club that's been a part of the Princeton community for nearly 125 years, with the best golf and social experience in our region. But did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's historical significance, William Flynn design with challenging greens, blended with a dedicated team of associates now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in commitment to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion of the Troon Purvey Privileges Program, this Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about the club and all of the amazing fun things we have planned for 2019, please take a moment and visit our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey or call 855-255-1265. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no There we are. Second song of the week, Superstar by Lupe Fiasco. And in my mind, we have a superstar on the line, and that's why I chose that for the opening of the second segment. Katie Rudolph, welcome back to the show. Little little uh, hip-hop there for you. What'd you think? Thank you. I loved it. All right. Well, in my mind, you're a superstar. So I just wanted to let you know that in uh, in my unique <laughs> way, in my Springdale go- Golf Live way. But uh, let's, get, let's get back to where we were going with that. We were talking about um, Augusta National Golf Club and their women's amateur and your fellow, well, soon-to-be alumni, but Jen Cupcho, who's down there playing on the golf team at Wake Forest, where you played in college. Um, tell, Do you have any stories? Have you talked to her since her victory there? And do you have any stories that you could share with my listeners about that event that maybe, you know, from inside the ropes? Uh, well, I had a I had a really unique perspective on it because um, I was at Wake Forest with her coach, Kim Llewellyn, on Friday. So she was going to drive down the very next day. And so we almost, we basically drove down together and I, I went back to wake to just go see the new facility and see how beautiful it is. And it's as beautiful as ever, by the way, I'm, I'm a demon deacon through and through. And she was just, so I saw Kim then on Saturday after it was all over with and after I was like, tell me, tell me what, what was going on because that was so incredible. Their display of, Sportsmanship is what everybody's talking about, but the putting that she put on, I mean, to, to just waltz out onto Augusta National and, and make putts like that was unbelievable. But the, the one fun story that Kim told me was she saw her walking over to 13T and she put four fingers up in the air and Kim said, yep, yep, I know what you're talking about. And I said, well, what did that mean? She said that meant she needed four birdies to get it done. And and wouldn't you know, it's exactly what she did. Wow. So I thought that was cool. I mean, what a rock star. I mean, when you go back to like, you know, Jack in 86, he had 30 on the back nine. Uh, when Tiger won uh, his first time by 12 shots, his first day he had 30 on the back nine. I mean, she had just an unbelievable finish. And it just, I tell you, it was just, I mean, Hollywood could not have written a better storyline there. Uh, and, yeah, totally. And, and, and the fact it was supposed to rain. I mean, it all... 
the whole thing really could have gone a different direction, and instead, it's just it was a storybook. It was awesome. Well, I tell you, it, and it, kind of the funny thing now is that it's moved almost from Hollywood to Netflix, and we have to like binge yeah. watch this thing because I'm going to binge binge watch that again next year. Well, it, but not just that, but this storyline that is now developed between her and Maria Fossey, right? So. In about two weeks, they're going to square off at the NCAAs, and they're going to go head-to-head again, right? And there's going to be some sort of tournament storyline there between the two of them. I could just feel it because of the way it all started at Augusta. And then they both, and congratulations to both of them, but they both just qualified for the U.S. Women's Open. So then a couple weeks after that, they're going to be in Charleston, and then they're going to compete again at that, you know, because Jen shot, she was the medalist in Greensboro at Forest Country Club. She shot 141. And she led the field, and she got her invite to um, the U.S. Women's Open, which is play, being played at the Country Club of Charleston. So, I mean, what do you think about all this? I mean, this thing is this is a really cool story. It's so cool, and I'm so excited for Wake Forest. I was talking to um, Karen Noble uh, yesterday, actually, who is also a Wake Forest grad, and we we both just said, who's LPGA professional, and we just we there's no reason that Wake Forest shouldn't get the job done um, both as a team and Jennifer Cupcho has as good a chance as, as anyone so I'm I'm pretty fired up about the whole thing I think watching watching your alma mater peak like this at the right time is there's nothing better than that well I tell you are you more fired up about that or are you more fired up about what I'm going to bring up next? So still talking about the U.S. Women's Open, there's a young lady that's here in Central Jersey. She's from Holmdel, and she's a student of yours. And last week at 15 years old at Forsgate on the Banks course, she qualified for the U.S. Women's Open. Why don't you tell us a little story about one of your students? Yeah, my. so I've been teaching Megagane since she was seven, and she, without question, I, I played golf with her last night, and I told her, I said, Mega, you have been the absolute highlight of my golf career, and this is just, this is so fun, and I'm over the moon that, that she qualified at the age of 15 to go tee it up inside the ropes with the best players in the world, and it's such an accomplishment, and she's she really is, even at the young age of, of 15, really deserving of this opportunity, and and. She's so excited, and so am I. For we're we're uh, we're going to head down actually this coming weekend to see if we can't sneak in some practice rounds, um, even before the practice rounds start, to make sure we don't look like a deer in headlights when we roll in for the first time. Well, I, I tell you, Mega is a, spe- a very special golfer, and I'm just going to give the listeners a little bit of the resume here. So she started playing when she was seven years old. Since that time, she's now 15. She's played in four USGA championships. All right. She's been to four drive, chip, and putt finals at Augusta National. She has won, she won her first AJGA event last summer, and that just happened to be played at Springdale Golf Club. So I love the tie-in here for Springdale Golf Live and my listeners. And I got to see her play last year, and we had a really, really strong um, girls' division for that AJGA event. Um, a lot of really highly ranked young ladies that were playing there. And she shot four under 209 um, for the 54-hole tournament. And and she was just unbelievable. So I mean, kudos to you as a coach. Uh, Thank you. You got to have some. You got to have some mega stories here. You know, I mean, uh, I, I do have mega stories. They're, they it, are. We have so much fun. Is what is. It, I I'm just every time we get together, we have a, a blast. So this whole process of the success that she's experiencing 
um, it's just fun. And she is, I'm telling you, so good. She's so good that I tell her all the time, and I, I just genuinely believe it. I think she's going to be the best player in the whole wide world someday. Well, I, I, you give me no reason to not believe you, because if you just look at the variety of her portfolio to date, so she's won an AJGA, check that box off. She's played in a woman's am, let's check that box off. She's played in two girls juniors, let's check that box off. She's played in a woman's four ball, another box, check it off. She, she's played in the PGA Championship, um, the, the girls junior PGA Championship. Let's check that box off. And now she's going to play in the Women's Open. She's 15 years old. So at, at some point when you started with her at seven, when did you notice that this just wasn't your average first tee student and you were kind of, well, this is this is kind of going in a very positive direction. Do you, was there like a pivot moment or, uh, you know, some sometime when the light bulb came on for you that you said, well, the light is- bulb was immediate with Mega. She has a little sister, too. And Serena's just as good as Mega is. So. When when this mega go, when mega goes off to college someday, then we're off to working with Serena and getting her to the same point too. But I I'm she is such a solid player through and through, and she doesn't she doesn't necessarily bomb the ball off the tee. She's totally respectable off the tee. She gets it out there about two forty two fifty. But what is so impressive about her is she picks perfect target lines. She hits. She holds the tightest target line. And, I mean, when your ball goes where you intend for it to go, it, it makes golf a little bit easier. And that's that's the boat she's in, and it's it's really cool to watch her play golf. She's so creative on the greens, too. She's got a huge imagination. And and even the Forsgate Banks, where she qualified at, um, that golf course, for for your listeners who have played there, know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a big number just taunting you on every single hole and when i say a big number i'm talking a triple or a quad on every single hole oh no doubt it's just possible because the bunkers are crazy the greens are pretty pretty crazy too and so we went and played a couple practice rounds together one i played one practice round with her and then she played one on her own as well and we mapped out that course to a t and said bomb it off the t hit as hard as you can i don't really care where you go off the t but we need to be extremely thoughtful on your second shots. And and then you need to go be creative and imaginative when you get on the greens. And we both knew even par was the number. I said, if if you get in at even par, can consider yourself stamping your ticket. Well, I tell you what, she shot 70-72 for 142 total. And uh, she was the medalist. And at 15 years old, she's heading to the U.S. Women's Open. And folks, we're here talking to Katie Rudolph. And she's COO of the first tee of Metropolitan New York. PGA professional, LPGA professional, coach extraordinaire. Um, She's got just so many tie-ins to what's going on in women's golf right now. Just great to have you on the show. Um, You know, I'm going to have my people call your people when we get done here. Because when my listeners start to hear about what you're doing, doing with these junior golfers um i, I definitely got to be your agent i gotta i gotta get on top of this and uh, what about barry well, barry is my agent sh- don't mention anything he he probably stopped listening at the break so we'll just we'll, we'll keep it between you and i don't mention it on okay, next for, thursday or anything looking for that uh that but, ice sculpture but yes for exactly exactly but um before i become your agent i gotta i gotta get to know a little bit more about you right so we're gonna go through a little rapid fire q a here um like we do each and every 
week with our guests on Springdale Golf Live because we—that's th- just the type of show that we are. We like to—we f- like to dig deep. And um, are you up for this? Are you ready, Katie Rudolph? I'm, I'm in. Let's do this. All right. Would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy? Oscar. For vacation, do you prefer to go swimming or skiing? Skiing. What is your favorite way to waste time? Uh, I could watch some movies. All right. Who will win the PGA Championship at Bethpage? Oh, come on. Please tell me Tiger Woods. Please. <laughs> I'm with you. Your lips to God's ears, all right? Uh, what's your favorite club in the bag? My putter. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your driving ability. 9.75. Did you take that in a golf sense or a car sense? <laughs> I hit it a long, long ways. It's the one thing I can still do better than Mega. I just, you never, that that tight line thing I was talking about, I'm still working on that. All right, what are you going to do this weekend? I am in Minnesota visiting my mom and dad. Oh, perfect. Uh, Where was the most amazing sunset you ever saw? Hawaii. Do you have any fears? Uh, I mean, boatloads. (laughs) <laughs> yes okay well we won't go there then are Sounds we talking like... about dying alone or are we talking about like a, a bathtub full of spiders <laughs> I, I was thinking spiders or like a ladder okay, okay. you know cleaning the gutters all right heights whatever yeah. okay uh, all right one more snakes oh god snakes oh, snakes yeah sure you me and indiana jones all right when you hear the word mentor who is the first person who comes to mind my mom oh well, hey, you know what? That's a special moment. I am with her this weekend. I know. I know. She must be right there next to you, you know. Um, and uh, well, I tell you what. You know what, Katie Rudolph? It's been really just wonderful getting to know you today. I look forward to seeing you in about a week or so and when we go up there to celebrate all that the first tee of Metropolitan New York is up to, thanks to you and your team. Uh, again, congratulations on all that you're doing. I wish you all the success leading up to the PGA Championship and, and all the notoriety that's coming your way. It's so well deserved. Deserved. Thanks for being on Springdale Golf Live today. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being here. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. We What a great local golf celebrity right there, Katie Rudolph. Look her up. Google her. I mean, she's fantastic. Thank my Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, our listeners. I'm heading to Springdale, so where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Queens to Quail Hollow, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. You've been listening to Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey.